Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. The Six Nations on the Left Wing Podcast. Andy Farrell has named his team to take on Italy in Rome this Saturday and the Ireland head coach hasn't been afraid to make a few interesting changes. Ross Byrne starts in place of the injured Johnny Sexton while Craig Casey is in at number nine and will also start a Six Nations game for the first time. Jack Conan and Bundy Aki are also elevated to the starting team from the bench. So all in all, an interesting selection from Andy Farrell as Ireland look to take another step towards a Grand Slam. Welcome to the latest left-wing podcast. Will Slattery here, delighted to be joined by Keen Tracy. And Keen, it is the halfbacks really that's the main story, isn't it? Like for both Craig Casey and Ross Byrne to get their first start in the same day. And with the stakes pretty high, as I mentioned, with the Grand Slam still in the balance, it's a it's a big test for them. It is, yeah, but I think they've they've earned their chance, Will. Um, obviously, Ross Byrne comes in because Johnny Sexton is injured. But kind of what I'm hearing is Johnny Sexton isn't all that injured. And perhaps if this had been against Scotland or um, an England, you know, Johnny Sexton might have played now. I don't think that's shown disrespect to, to Italy. I just don't think Ireland feel like they need to, to rush him back. And it makes perfect sense. Like This is like the conversations that we have at the start of every Six Nations. How many games should Johnny Sexton play? Well, this is My great. favourite topic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of ours. Yeah, we're blue in the face when talking about it. But uh, like this is a huge opportunity for Ross Byrne, but it's one that's fully, fully merited. And I think it speaks to probably how confident slash if you want to put it another way like less nervous Ireland are without Johnny Sexton that they don't feel the need to to, for, to rush him back because like this is still a very important game there's a grand slam at stake Italy have been improving but it's brilliant to see Ross Byrne get his chance and Craig Casey's the same so while some people could say oh Ross Byrne is only in there because um uh, Johnny Sexton is injured you can't really say the same about Craig Casey obviously James Gibson Park is out but he's been out for a while but Conor Murray's fit and he's on the bench and Andy Farrell is back in Craig Casey who by all accounts has been absolutely flying in training like really really impressing the coaches and that's like a part of the thing that part of the whole thing that we don't get to see obviously but it's brilliant to see a, a head coach put a lot of stock in that again I don't think it's a slight in Conor Murray I actually think Conor Murray's played quite well over the first two weeks but why not give these two young guys um, a chance and we were never going to see wholesale changes. Andy Farrell, I think, made that very, very clear after the win over France a couple of weeks ago. But what you have is a, a, like it's still a fresh enough team. The benches has a kind of a new look to it with like Jack Crowley coming onto it, Ryan Baird. So I think all in all, this is a really nice balance in terms of keeping a bit of continuity up from the first two games and giving guys their chance, which they fully earned. One interesting talking point, I think, and we touched on it off air, you know, Johnny Sexton, as you said, you know, he might be fit, but he's just not playing, but he is traveling. Is there an argument to be made that it would have been better to have him back in Dublin and letting Ross Byrne take full ownership and not have, not Johnny Sexton, I don't think Johnny Sexton will be like dictating things by any means, but just even to have the whole team kind of under his command almost without even Johnny's presence, because Johnny will still probably be speaking to the team, no doubt, maybe having Ross 
just kind of be the main man with no one there, you're kind of overlooking him. Would that have been a better option? Uh, I can I, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't know if I'd agree. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, Johnny Sexton is the, the Ireland captain. I think he's at a stage now in his career where he's way more mature, and I think he'll understand that this is Ross Byrne's week. And like from what I understand, Ross Byrne was told early in the week that he was the guy to lead the team this week. And that's such an important aspect, I think, of any out half, because like, how many times have you seen Johnny Sexton? You think back to even uh, November, like pulling out late in the day, you know, in an out half has to come in at the last minute and run the team when all week he hasn't been doing that and I think Ireland have probably been guilty of that uh, in the past whereas Andy Farrell I suppose it just shows again how much confidence he has in his strength and depth at the moment that he said to Ross Byrne probably on Monday if not Tuesday um, no you're going to be starting this weekend you're a guy um, Johnny will be travelling but like we want to see the leadership from you and this is probably something that we didn't see enough of from Joey Carberry in terms of like grabbing you know by the scruff of the neck and saying that I am the man to, to lead Ireland and it's a massive massive opportunity and I still think you know Ross Byrne has to go out and, and prove himself this weekend as well will like i think there's a lot of like goodwill behind him and he's earned his way back in form but like the jury i would say is still out in terms of being a test 10 yeah and you think back to the fiji game when changes were made and the team didn't perform and how pissed off Andy Farrell was it really kind of put paid to a lot of those guys ambitions for quite a while so for me yeah i agree like it's I like the way the team has been selected. There's a huge onus on both Ross Byrne and Craig Casey to manage this and make sure the performances don't dip, given how impressive Ireland have been, 10 points from 10. Anything less than a similarly emphatic performance, the question marks will go back around again. That's just the nature of it. Yeah, you're so right to highlight that uh, Fiji game. That was so detrimental. Like That's what cost Joey Carberry basically his place. Now, I know he picked up an injury um, in that game and he ended up missing the, the Australia game, which meant that Jack Crowley came in and did very well. But... I don't even I don't even think it was just what we saw on the pitch, uh, Will. I would imagine, and I'm only speculating here that and we go back to the training piece and all of this, that maybe training during the week wasn't quite as good with, you know, Joey Carberry leading it and he paid the price for it in his um in his for his place in the squad. Now I'm at the the hotel out in the airport at the moment before um Andy Farrell's press conference the Ireland squad have uh, just met up and I've seen the players kind of streaming in one by one and Joey Carberry is here so uh, it looks like he's going to travel to Rome as you know an extra squad player and I know you kind of touched on this during the week with, with Luke like I think it's you know it's good to have Joey Carberry back in here he has to travel anyway because it's such a specialised position but like I think people have been too quick to write off Joey Carberry and you know he still has time to get back in I mean like, there's a guy Jack Crowdy's ahead of him but he's not ahead of him in Munster you know what I mean I know he has been finishing out games so I wouldn't be writing off Joey Carberry at all, but uh, you're right. And I think a lot of guys, you know, will have looked at that Fiji game and had a far better understanding of the fact that if you don't take your opportunities in this Ireland team, you're going to be bombed out. Um, the competition is just too tough. And Andy Farrell has shown his ruthless side. Yeah, you only have to look at Joey Carberry, as you mentioned, in the team hotel. Like last international window, he was the second in command. And now he's number four, a non-traveling or a non-playing traveling member, obviously, you know, he could play if there was a late injury, but like that's some come down, even for his own, you know, confidence to be walking around the hotel there. Like it, it must it must be tough for him. There's a, a couple of in, other interesting selections, like Jack Conan's into the team at number eight. We, again, we were chatting off air. A, a guy who's struggling to hit the top form he hit in 2021, I think it's fair to say, when he was a Lions number eight. I think it's a big game for him. Like Gavin Coombs has taken the work on from November and been really, really good. I think a lot of people are wondering whether Jack Coon or Jack Conan, sorry, is worth his place in the team this weekend. 
Jeez, Will, you said the word work-ons. I can't believe what's become of you. You've, you've become, <laughs> you've become um, Irish rugby speak. Um, I, I fully agree. I fully agree. Um, it's like I don't think Jack Conan has like stank the joint out by any means at all, but he just hit such heights in 2021 when he was the starting Lions 8, like you said, and he just hasn't been managed able to build on that. Now, obviously, Caden Doris has been a, a kind of a key f- a feature in that, but... I still f- feel like Caden Doris is far more effective at number eight. I think it's his best position. I agree. Yeah, I actually agree. And you're, you're almost like shoehorning mm. Conan in when, surely, can Conan play six? I'd rather have Conan shifted to six and keep Doris where he's been so prominent. I agree with that. It's it's interesting that they've never done that, actually. Well, not mm. that I can remember off, off the top of my head, because yeah. like if you were to think of like who's the form number eight in the world right now I think everyone would say Caelan Doris so yeah like to shift him out is interesting obviously they they must see something that he's maybe mo- that little bit more flexible and the two of them have spoken about to be fair a lot that their positions are very flexible despite what numbers are on their back but I just always feel like Caelan Doris is far more involvement uh, at number eight and at the base of scrum but uh, to go back to your original point it is a big game for, for Jack Conan. I mean, I don't think Gavin Coombs could do any more to, to force the issue. I think, you know, I was writing about this earlier in the week. Um, you know, the players who got released back to their provinces last weekend were always going to be up against it in terms of trying to get into the matchday squad this week. And that's the way it's proved. But Gavin Coombs, like, went back post-November, like you said, and, like, took everything that was said to him on on board. And he looks like a far more rounded player. Graham Roundtree has touched on it. He's he's fitter. He's got getting more involved and then to go away and score a hat-trick last weekend I mean you can't really do much more um, so like the reality is he's probably waiting for an injury to get in there and it's it's unfortunate really because if you were picking on form I think Gavin Coombs could have major justifiable claims to be the starting number eight this weekend um, if you're playing Caelan Doris uh, on the blind side and I suppose in a similar kind of theme like Ryan Baird like Ryan Baird has been playing ahead of Jack Conan in Leinster's big Champions Cup games this season and Jack Cohn has been on the bench and we're going to have a piece um, up tomorrow in Independent.ie in the Irish Independent about you know Ryan Baird talking about his frustration that he hasn't featured in either the first two games so far so I think it just again it goes back to the level of competition that Ireland have at the moment and guys chances will run out eventually I mean if, if Jack Conan has a quiet game this weekend like there's nothing to say that come like this Scotland game that Ryan Baird I, th- I still think we'll see Peter O'Mahony coming into that back row for the first choice for the first choice back row if everyone's fit but there's nothing to say that if, if Ryan Baird comes off the bench tomorrow it'll be interesting to see what or on Saturday it'll be interesting to see what position though he comes on it looks like he's going to be covering yeah, I was going to say that. and yeah. like again like I, he, to me he's far more effective as a, as a blindside and this was something I was asking uh, Robin McBride like the Leinster forwards coach about a few weeks ago and he was kind of making the point that he sees Baird as a six who can play lock you know rather than a lock who can play six so he offers a skill set that almost no other six has in terms of his, his pace like you know when he gets loose in open field like you've seen some of those tries he scored for Leinster you know against Dragons and Glasgow so not international quality but like when he gets Greenfield in front of him, like he has pace that very few flankers can match. Yeah, and like I mean, the, the kind of the obvious thing to say is if you're playing in the second row, it's a, it's a lot more taxing on the legs in terms of like you know what's demanded of you in the scrum. And that, I think you can you can get away with it against a team like Italy because they're not going to bully this Ireland pack at all. But you know, I kind of wonder when you know Ryan Baird's chances. Like I was looking back at it, he hasn't played since last year's Six Nations in terms of getting capped. He played on the summer tour in New Zealand, but that was obviously against the Maori. He suffered that. Nat- fall against the Sharks before Christmas and which meant he didn't play in November either so he's had to wait a long time for a cap and with guys like this and you know Kieran Frawley is probably another one I know he hasn't been capped but when you're getting your opportunity when it's not in your kind of best position I wonder 
how much it does for you as opposed to him coming on and having a stormer at six, you know, because I think realistically, when it comes down to it, and if Ireland are playing, let's say, a World Cup quarter final, and if all the locks are fit, I think like Andy Farrell is going to go for the bigger, kind of more powerful um, locks, whereas like uh, Ryan Baird is that hybrid, and he kind of falls between two stools. So it seemed like Leinster are starting to look at him more as a six, but clearly Andy Farrell. I guess because there was an argument even that you know Peter Matney isn't dropped by any means. I think there's just a bit of rotation, but Peter Matney perhaps may may not have been needed to to play this weekend, and you could have had um, Ryan Baird as that you know back row option. So it's good, I suppose, that we're having these kind of discussions that there are so many options. But I just feel like Baird. I'd imagine deep down he's not going to say it maybe publicly, but would love a crack in his preferred position, which seems to be six. Yeah, and the kind of final selection intrigue was probably in the centre. Bunyaki coming in to start ahead of Stuart McCluskey. Bunyaki had real impact against Wales and real impact against France. And even going back to November when he came back in against Australia, obviously that that try you know got a lot of attention. What, what do you make of that decision? Like Stuart McCluskey is someone who's started, I think, the previous five Ireland matches and. I think he's been solid without spectacular. I do think people have kind of over... Like, he got a lot of praise for performances I thought were only solid. So I'm actually not that surprised to see Bundy's impact has maybe swayed Andy Farrell a little this weekend. Yeah, but again, I don't know if if necessarily Stuart McCloskey has been dropped. I think if Ireland were playing Scotland this weekend, I, I still think Stuart McCloskey probably would have started. Um, I agree with you. He's been he's been solid, but he hasn't really done anything wrong either. And Bundy's, Bundy's kind of maybe shoehorned himself into that, you know, impact role off the bench now where he does bring so much. And it's interesting that Stuart McCloskey is on the bench this weekend because... It goes back to, I think we've spoken about this before, Will, that like not a lot of coaches pick kind of a big centre as their 23rd man on the bench. You know, normally you have like a Jordan Armour, Jimmy O'Brien, a kind of um, a Swiss Army knife who can play in, in multiple positions. But Farrell likes to go with a, a big centre. Generally, it's been Bundy or Robbie Henshaw, someone like that. So um, like Stuart McCloskey can you know, is only a 12, really. I don't even know if he played, played it's much a, 13. It's a good point you make because I actually feel that that Jordan Lammer style figure very rarely has major impacts on the game when they come in, even though mm. on paper it sounds good having that kind of player. I do feel like when a centre is picked, oftentimes they're the ones, and we've seen it with Bundy, as I mentioned, that do actually deliver a bit more kind of impact off the bench that's kind of I just pulled that out I haven't really done an analysis on it but it's just my eye test is telling me that no I can understand your your train of thought there but I think in a game like Italy this weekend maybe a Jimmy O'Brien or a Jordan Larmer might have been better suited to that role because you know you'll have a tiring defence I don't necessarily know if you need like a a kind of a bulldozer to run over them now that's not to do with the service to Stuart McCloskey because like we've all seen how rounded his skill set is and he's getting to use that far more but you know maybe if the game had broken up a bit a Jimmy O'Brien or Jordan Larmer or, or someone like that would have been uh, good to call upon but again we're having these discussions about you know players who are left out like the quality of players like I said you know I'm seeing a few of them here at the hotel at the moment who are going to be traveling this weekend just goes to show the, the strength and depth that Ireland are in at the moment but it's a big game for Bundy as well if Bundy you know has a stormer then he's really, really going to force the issue for, for Scotland. I think he, start, he starts against Scotland, I think, if he has a storm. Robbie Henshaw is back in training this week as well, from what I understand. So, um, obviously, he's got a lot of ground to make up. But I'd imagine, you know, Andy Farrell will want to get him some some game time. I mean, if he goes through the whole Six Nations not playing, I know he can hit the ground running. But you're right, if, if Bundy plays well today, then he's going to force the issue. But my nagging sense would be that if this had been the Scotland game, I, I think Short McCloskey would have started because I think Andy Farrell has shown faith in him and he's done well without shooting the lights out but I think he did well enough to keep his place in the team 
Yeah, just before we wrap up then, we have Dan Sheen and Ron Kelleher on the same matchday squad, which has been a rarity mm. uh, in their Ireland careers anyway. It, 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 I know it's only the Italy game, but if they can both stay fit for the remainder of this tournament and looking for later in the year, it's such a weapon for Ireland to have. Yeah, you're right. It hasn't happened um, enough at all. And I mean, I suppose Dan Sheehan's proper break- breakthrough came in the last last year's Six Nations in Paris when Ronan Keller got injured and just his whole season basically was ruined from repeated injuries. So I, I, I like that Ronan Keller is getting the start, I have to say. I think um, I, I think Dan Sheehan has edged ahead of him in terms of the first choice. Um, and, you know, he's just coming back from a hamstring injury. There's no real need to, to rush him back into the starting team. And it will be good to see Ronan Kelleher um, get, a, get a chance. And actually, just incidentally, on the hookers, um, I was just uh, I was just in the Jacks, actually. There's no point in... Um, <laughs> I was just in the Jacks and I bumped into Rob Herring. So he's another one who's traveling this week. So it was, it's great to see him involved as well. Obviously, he had that nasty looking head injury against France, but he's traveling as a reserve as well. So clearly he's fit and he's come through his return to play protocols as well and he was kind of saying that maybe you know he felt like the injury maybe looked worse than than what it was and so it was great to see him as well uh, one of those awkward um kind of uh, urinal um jacks conversations that any any man man listens. That's good journalism keen that's good journalism <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah he was in good form but uh, yeah you're right i mean if if our, like Ireland look are going to be on the front foot this weekend like Dan Sheehan and Ronan Keller could almost have a mini shootout in terms of trying to get more tries like there could be there could be plenty of tries on offer it's, it sounds like it's going to be a good day in Rome as well on Saturday and um, that probably suit Italy as well who they've brought back uh, Paolo Garbisi I see into their team which I think will improve them obviously he made his comeback in the top 14 for Montpellier last weekend I think Tommaso Allen's been a bit flaky in the first couple of games so he drops to the bench so uh, they'll pose more of a threat I think but um this Ireland team, even with the changes that they've made, look like they're going to have, I think, too much strength and power all over the pitch, really. Yeah, last question then. How do you see the game going? Do you expect Ross Byrne and Craig Casey to go come in, deliver that efficient performance that we've seen so far and lead Ireland to a handsome win? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've seen that, um, how how kind of seamlessly guys have switched in. Uh, you think of someone like Finley Bielham, who we're not even talking about anymore because he's just been so impressive in Tyg Furlong's absence. So I think that goes back to the, the atmosphere that Andy Farrell has kind of fostered in the environment. And yeah, I would have no no doubts at all really about Craig Casey or Ross Byrne they've both played massive games for the provinces which is worth touching on as well I mean Craig Casey's been picked ahead of um, Conor Murray for some Champions Cup games this season and obviously with Johnny Sexton out injured Ross Byrne has been playing plenty of games as well like I mean most of Leinster's run has been down to Ross Byrne playing 10 like clearly not Johnny Sexton so um, yeah I would have no doubts about them at all Will I think the pack that Ireland have picked I mean Ian Henderson is obviously back in as well he's worth mentioning he's got a bit of a point to prove as well I don't think he's been at his best since he's come back from injury but what a player to call upon in Ty Burns absence so you just look through that pack guys with a slight point to prove and other guys who've kind of been there playing out of their skin the likes of James Ryan captain in Ireland and you know you still have Caden Doris and Josh van der Fleer there so I think Italy will be they, they could be tricky in parts but at the first 15-20 minutes could be tight but I think Ireland will will grind them down and like I said with the weather supposed to be good they they should run in a few tries and I, I'd imagine get a, a comfortable enough I'd expect will bonus point victory well, it's set up to be another interesting Six Nations weekend. I'd like to thank Keane for joining me and wish him well in Italy over the weekend. Sinead Kassam will be back on Saturday with another podcast for you, recapping Ireland versus Italy. In the meantime, you can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or listen on independent.ie. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. The Six Nations on the Left Wing Podcast. Rate, review and follow the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is an Irish independent podcast.